Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to First Sunday, a gathering of like-minded spirits who come together to celebrate this journey we call life. I'm going to open right now with the universal greetings. We offer you peace. We offer you friendship. We offer you love. We hear your needs. We see your beauty. We feel your feelings. All wisdom comes from a higher source and we salute that source in you. Let us work together. The Clearing Mantra of Protection. Father, Mother, God, and Holy Spirit, thank you for clearing and cleansing us in the Christ light with your limitless healing and transmuting energies. By God's will and for our highest good, we thank you for removing completely all negativity in any form. And personally, with neither love nor hate, through the mighty I am power, we return all negativity to a source of emanation with no reversal upon ourselves. Decreeing that it never again be allowed to establish within me or anyone else, within the concept of individual free will, may this negative emanation turn to you, Father, Mother, God, for love. Thank you, Father, Mother, God, for placing us within this impenetrable white Christ light of protection. I'm reading from A Return to Love, Marion Williamson. Forgiving the past is an important step in allowing ourselves the experience of miracles. The only meaning of anything in our past is that it got us here and should be honored as such. All that is real in our past is the love we gave and the love we received. To surrender the past to the Holy Spirit is to ask that only loving, helpful thoughts about it remain in our minds and all the rest be let go. What we are left with then is the present, the only time where miracles happen. We place the past and the future as well into the hands of God. The biblical statement that time shall be no more means that we will one day live fully in the present without obsessing about our past or our future. Let us ask forgiveness, not of God who has never condemned us, but of ourselves for all we think we did and did not do. Let us give ourselves permission to begin again. The practice of forgiveness is our most important contribution to the healing of the world. Angry people cannot create a peaceful planet. Only the ego speculates about tomorrow. The ego bases its perception of reality on what has happened in the past, carries those perceptions into the present, and thus creates a future like the past. Be at peace with yourself and the God you serve. We're getting ready to move into our prayer, a prayer of forgiveness. And please feel free to repeat 
the sentence after I say it. Right here and right now, I clear my mind of all perceived hatred and all perceived hurt. I forgive myself for every perceived mistake, every perceived shortcoming, and for every perceived failure. By the authority of God in me, I forgive myself freely, clearly, altogether. And this sets me free to go forward, to be what I choose to be, to do what I choose to do, to have what I choose to have. And in forgiving myself, I send this same forgiveness to everyone in my life. I hold nothing against myself, and I say to everyone else, I hold nothing against you. To all those I thought wronged me, I let you go. I loose you in the name of love, and in loosing you, I loose myself. Thank you, God, in me. I believe in the honesty of God, and that makes me honest. It compels everyone to be honest with me. I believe in the honesty of God. Thank you, God in me. I forgive. I forget. I am ready for new experiences. New experiences of health and wellness. New experiences of joy and happiness. New experiences of abundance and prosperity. New experiences of love. New experiences of self-love. New experiences of agape love. New experiences of more love and more love and more love. What the world needs now is more love. Thank you, God, and me. Peace be with you. Thank you, Messina, for those prayers. It's such a wonderful way to open the space. We're very grateful for the opportunity to enjoy this fellowship, knowing that soon and very soon we will be in person in our love circle. I don't have any announcements right now, but I would like to take this time to thank everyone who participated in the Angel Bag Project. The response was fantastic. Marjorie and those running the effort were able to collect over 100 bags to deliver to women in need. I thank you again for your caring. This month, we'll focus on considering how we will greet and move through this new year. I know that I'm ready to let go and let God take care of all that I'm leaving behind in 2020 as I look forward to a year that is filled with more love, more compassion, integrity, and spiritual growth. And as I know, it all begins with me. So we're going to start um, sharing some of the information we've picked up as we decided to focus on love this year. And Messina's going to read from a couple of uh, books that she has and uh, offer you some food for thought. And we are just coming off of celebrating uh, Kwanzaa. However, I'd like to remind us all that Kwanzaa is not just a week 
seven days in uh, December, from December 26th to January 1st. It is a way to structure your life throughout the year. We have uh, the first day of Kwanzaa being Umoja, unity. God knows we need unity. The 27th, Kujichakalia, self-determination. December 28th, Ujima, collective work and responsibility. December 29th, Ujima, cooperative economics. That's something that we've been working on for a long time and they're working on now to support you in celebrating businesses owned and operated by people of color. December 30th, Nia, purpose. And God knows you need to give yourself a purpose for your life and for the year that you're entering it now. December 31st, Kuumba, creativity. January 1st, Imani, faith. And faith has certainly carried all of us through right to where we are now. But I'd like you to take the time to go through the Kwanzaa meanings and add them in your life throughout the year. Recognizing those principles can help you stay on track for what it is that you say you want. Reading from Yoga 365. Honor your ancestors to honor your life. You may be close to your family or you may have a challenging family situation. But if it weren't for your family and your ancestors, there would be no you. So offer gratitude to them for your life. When you offer gratitude to your ancestors, you tap into the mystery of creation and the culminating sense of you existing in this moment in time, a result of the collective energies of everyone in your lineage who came before you. Your physicality is the result of their mingled chemistry and who and where you are right now is an outcome of their decisions combined with yours. Honor your ancestors to honor your own life. Reading from Super Attractor, Methods to Manifest a Life Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. I'm so psyched to be sitting at my desk writing this book. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about all that I want to share with you. I long to get these words onto the page. I'm thrilled that you're here, and I'm equally excited for myself. You see, I need this book more than you can ever imagine. At a recent talk I gave, an audience member said to me, Gabby, I'm a life coach, and I feel like a fraud. I've got a lot of fear. I obsess about the small stuff, and I'm still working out a lot of personal issues. How can I help others manifest their dreams when I'm going through such a hard time? I laughed and I said, honey, I'm writing my seventh spiritual book and I'm still a head case. In that moment, I admitted to myself and to the public audience that I was out of alignment with my super attractor power. 
I admitted that even though my name and face are on the books and that I have a microphone in my hand, I still desperately needed a spiritual kick in the ass. And that's why I'm so excited to write this book. Sitting here in my office, I already feel better. I feel empowered by the words that I know are coming. I'm energized by the pages I've committed to write, and I feel ease just knowing that the answers are within me. My excitement about this book is a massive statement to the universe. It is my way of saying yes to feeling good, yes to healing my false perceptions, and yes to living with truth, freedom, and joy. The universe is always picking up what we're putting out, and today I'm putting out an energy of joy for all that is to come from this miraculous writing journey ahead. Right now, as I read this book, my spiritual cheerleader is coming through and I'm so grateful because the past few months have been far from joyful. We all know that we've had some challenges during this time and they haven't always been so joyful either, but there's a way to get back. I got really out of alignment with the energy of joy and totally disconnected from my super attractive power. I was in the midst of launching my book, Judgment Detox. Writing the book was a beautiful experience, but when it came time to launch it, I let myself get really stressed out. I was overwhelmed with thoughts of fear because I fell out of control, unsupported, and pressured to perform. I was in and out of manic manifesting, trying to force the universe to give me the results I wanted. My work and personal relationships suffered due to my misalignment, and I had a lot of negative stories on repeat. The negative stories built up to strong momentum, so much so that I got physically sick and depressed we often refer to those as old tapes. When, you've, when you perceive something that you've done before as a mistake and you just keep playing that over and over and you try to make that your story, that you just make mistakes as opposed to understanding and knowing that we all make mistakes, just move on forward. Don't hold on to it. Worst of all, I felt tremendous guilt because I was so disconnected from a true source of my power on which I've grown to rely. Each negative thought, controlling action, and fear-based response continued to tell the universe that I was a yes for chaos. We become out of alignment when we get hooked into fear-based, low-energy thoughts. The metaphysical texts a Course in Miracle teaches, there are no idle thoughts. All thinking produces form on some level. Each thought we have emits energy. The energy either brings us closer to the supportive flow of the universe or resists it. The energy behind our thoughts directly affects our experience. When we have a fear-based, low-vibe thought on repeat, it creates energetic momentum that will eventually start to manifest in our lives. For instance, throughout the Judgment Detox book launch, I kept repeating the thought, 
If I don't do it, no one else will. This is an old story for me. I replayed this thought over and over, and eventually it became my reality. I wound up controlling every detail and felt unsupportive because I wouldn't let anyone else support me. My thoughts of being unsupported became my experience. I can tell when I'm out of alignment because I become focused on outside goals and objectives as opposed to the joy of life. When I am misaligned, I try to control my circumstances. I'm resentful, my energy is low, and I feel physically ill. It's a struggle to get things done, and I cut off the flow of inspiration. By contrast, when I'm in alignment with the universe, I feel happy and excited regardless of what my circumstances may be. I'm hopeful and positive even when I face challenges. I'm not worried, stressed, or focused on problems. Good things flow to me, and I feel creativity moving through me. People want to support me, and I find a way through every block. Two weeks before my book tour for Judgment Detox ended, it became clear to me that I was badly out of alignment. I hit bottom with my negative thoughts and patterns. It was like I was energetically strangled at the book launch. I tried to control the process, became obsessed with the outcome, and let stress be the driving force behind every action I took. I was miserable and I couldn't sustain that behavior. And I had no choice but to pivot. One night I said to my husband, I'm done with the drama. I'm changing the story. I'm getting more help and I'm clearing space to focus on my gifts. I wanna write more, speak more, and live in my creative force. I welcome the universe to support this shift now. These words I spoke were more than words. What I experienced was the energy shift. I accepted that in an instant, I could choose again and redirect my life. I embraced the truth. The instant we realign with love, the universe responds powerfully. In any given moment, we can change our story and say yes to what we truly want. As soon as we do, the universe delivers. Within seconds of saying my prayer, I started feeling better, and I let that good feeling momentum carry me. I started dreaming about the people I'd hired to get me into a space where I could focus on my creative work. I committed to relaxing and restoring Days later, I headed to California to close out the tour, and I had the time of my life. The event planning went perfectly. The media helped to get the word out. The audience members had a blast. On stage, I allowed myself to surrender to my art and to let the universal creative force move through me. My husband noticed my shift and said, all right. What happened? You're in such a better place, he said. I told the universe I was ready to realign. The key to getting back into alignment is to want it. In an instant, 
we can forgive our fear and choose again. We can start a new story, shift our perceptions, and allow miracles to unfold. Low vibe thoughts become addictive. And as with any addiction, we need to interrupt the pattern to heal it. This book will offer powerful tools to help you interrupt negative energy and low vibe thoughts so that you can redirect your life to flow towards what you desire. And most importantly, so you can feel good, release control, and trust the universe. There's much more to that, but I'm going to stop right here. And Janice will bring her thoughts to this beginning of the new year. Messina, that was wonderful. It reminded me of um, <clears throat> one of the quotes, well, I guess the main quote from A Course in Miracles, that there are only two emotions, love and fear. And all positive emotions come from love, all negative emotions from fear. Remembering that love and fear cannot exist in the same place at the same time. So emotions that are rooted in love allow you to feel certain that all will be well in the end. And that brings me to um, what I was thinking about when we were trying to decide what we wanted to start the year off with, how we wanted to enter it. There was so much excitement as we ushered in the year 2020. Just the numbers alone seemed to pretend something special waiting to appear. 2020, perfect vision, maybe seeing things clearly. A new election year that would offer us a chance to see change. Well, there's one sure thing about the year that was. We did get the opportunity to see things clearly. Force to see things change. Oh, absolutely. But like they say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And we also saw that. Forced isolation removed the blinders to reveal a perfect view of issues that existed long before the pandemic arrived. Insufficient access to health care services, affordable housing, living wages, neighborhood grocery stores, fairly funded schools, etc., etc. The list just goes on. We also had an opportunity to have a front row seat to the painful images of police brutality and the ugly face of unmasked hate. Now, this is something that many of us were very much aware of, but too many others refused to see it. Almost all of the information we received this year seemed to be tragedy after terrible tragedy. However, as we began the year 2021, I pray that we go forward with a feeling of respect for those who survived, survived illness, loss of wages, loss of loved ones, and the uncertainty of the future. They still found ways, we all found ways, to hold on to hope. There were so many that refused to give in to defeat and despair, but instead went out daily to deliver our food, to care for those in hospitals, to provide meals and provisions to the homeless. These are the memories I want to bring forward this year. If we had been able to gather in person in December, we would have shared our practice of the burning bowl. That's the opportunity to write down all the things you want to leave behind, drop them in a fireproof container, and burn them. This is still something I hope we will do either physically or symbolically, because I personally do not want to dwell on the past. I hope to learn from it, and as the prayer Messina reads at our opening says, Angry people cannot create a peaceful planet. 
I don't want to bring anger into 2021. All the images of anger and upset of last year, I want to leave behind. I just want peace. I want to believe as Anne Frank believed when she wrote in her diary shortly before the Nazis found her family. She said, no matter, I still believe at heart man is good. I know that in order to get what I say I want, I have to let go of everything unlike it. That means, to quote Marianne Williams again, I need to return to love. Today I'm reading from a chapter uh, from Leo Buscaglia's 1972 book titled simply, Love. He says, loving is never easy, and if you decide to live in love, you are liable to find many barriers. But if you analyze them, you'll likely discover artificial obstacles and mostly of your own making. In reality, they do not exist. Just like the text that Messina read when the woman was so excited about her new book, but she began to doubt herself and to continuously create obstacles in her own way. They weren't real. They didn't exist until she manifested them. These obstacles, for the most part, are simply excuses for not accepting the challenge of love. And in many instances, that may be self-love. That just may be the opportunity to love yourself enough to have faith to go ahead and do the things you say you want to do. If you accept these deterrents, you condemn yourself to forever remain much less than the total human being you came into this life to become. There is ample reason to blame the inability to love on factors apart from yourself. You can insist that some people are basically corrupt, depraved, and unable to change. So why try? We tend to suspect men of evil more readily than of good, and this is almost daily reinforced by the news. It would appear that most people enjoy sensationalism and upset, but in reality, the greater number of the population have no desire to harm someone else or to watch it. Take, for instance, all the acts of kindness displayed during the pandemic. People sewing and donating masks to those in needs and other little acts of kindness that blossomed, like the person at a Dairy Queen drive through in Minnesota who decided to pay for the meal of the person behind him. This is certainly not a new gesture, but in this case, it created a swell of thoughtfulness that resulted in 900 cars doing the same thing over a period of two days, ranking up $10,000 in sales. That one act created a world of good for those participating, as well as the small business owner of that franchise and his employees. There was another instance where in New Zealand, their plans being made to purchase enough COVID-19 vaccine for the populations of Samoa, Tonga, and Tuvalu. These stories, like many, are rarely seen on the news and definitely don't make the headlines. But this is where I want to place my focus. I don't want to drag my anger with me this year. I'm not interested in returning to quote normal, whatever that was, because I feel like the behavior that was considered normal led me to the experiences of the past few years. 2020 wasn't responsible for all that has gone wrong in this country and in our lives. It simply made it undeniable. Accepting and excusing insensitive behavior with beliefs like that's just human nature or we live in a dog-eat-dog world are not satisfactory. As Leo says in his book, man learns evil in the same manner in which he learns good. 
If he believes in a world of evil, he will respond suspiciously, fearfully, and constantly searching for and assuredly finding the evil he seeks. There are few individuals who have the power to stop prejudice, to stop universal poverty or world wars, but that's not the issue. The issue is, what can I do? Each day we are offered new means for learning and growing in love. Each day we can become more flexible, more knowledgeable, and more aware as we grow. Man by nature is a creator. He creates and builds upon knowledge. Man is happiest when he is creating. What we have to remember and be sure of is the only thing that we cannot change is change. It's the one thing you can be certain of. To deny change is to deny the only single reality. Attitudes change, feelings change, desires change, and love changes. There's no stopping it, no holding it back. There's only going with it. There's a Hindu tale about a man in a small boat rowing up a fast-flowing river against the current. After a great battle, he finally accepts that all of his efforts are futile, so he gives up. He raises his oars, and he begins to sing. The moment teaches him a new way of looking at life. Only when he goes with the changing river is he truly free. Deterrence to love are man-made. Love will not be deterred. Love flows like the river, always itself, yet ever-changing, and recognizing no obstacle. And I wanted to share uh, something that Janice was talking about when she talked about being in a line, an ice cream line, and the woman paying uh, for the food that the people in the car behind her, paying for whatever the people behind her were getting, uh, known as random acts of kindness. And I certainly would like to see more of that in the world. And um, it, it can be very simply done. If you're in a toll booth line and the booth, toll booth is 50 cents, well, the toll booth is a dollar that you pay uh, an extra dollar to pay for the car behind you or extra two dollars, whatever you want to do, to set that energy off in the world of random acts of kindness so that people know that it, you don't have to uh, open up a brand new business so you don't have to start a whole new charity. That there's very simple things that you can do to ignite uh, certain behaviors in the world and that's known as random acts of kindness. So with that, we're going to take a nice deep breath and relax and get ready for meditation. So as you take your seat, sit with your feet close together. Sit as straight as you can upright so that you allow the energy to move through you. And let us all take a nice breath together. Inhale and exhale. Inhale peace and exhale anything unlike it. Inhale love 
and exhale anything unlike it. My ideas prosper me. I open my mind to divine inspiration as I meditate on the idea of prosperity. I am willing to let God's ideas be revealed to me. No matter what my circumstance or my need may be, I know that underlining all the prosperity I need or desire is an idea. My prayer is to be receptive to prospering ideas. I am alert to God's guidance that enables me to recognize prospering ideas, to value them, and to use them. With my attention on God, I affirm I am open and receptive to new and enriching ideas. I welcome them and I use them. My attitudes prosper me. And as we sit comfortably in our chair, allowing the light to move from your feet, slowly, slowly up the body in a circular motion. Inhale deeply to take yourself deeper as you allow this light to move further and further up the body. Moving up, up the body until you are completely covered with this light, with this love, with this peace. Know that you are safe. Allow yourself to be in this moment. And don't try to control your thoughts, just let them flow. Take another nice deep breath every so often to allow yourself to become deeper and deeper into this meditation. Inhale deeply and exhale slowly. Remembering that you can always come back to this moment at any point in time during your day for peace, for understanding, allowing yourself to hear with all parts of your body And as we slowly take a nice breath in and bring ourselves back into the space, back into the room.
Genesis readings really reminded me of the choice to leave behind the things that didn't make you feel good, the things that were very sad, hurtful things that happened during this year, pulled together with the thoughts of the goodness of the year. What are the goodness? If you got through the year without getting sick. If you got through the year, as we did, with the loss of our baby sister, and holding on to the love that we shared. Holding on to the fun that we had. Holding on to traveling for her birthday and just releasing the sadness of her not being with us. However, knowing that she is always with us in our hearts. So much has happened. We also are being told that through astrology that we are moving into a time where we can either drag old baggage with us or leave it because leaving it means that we can start out fresh, that we can begin anew. We don't owe any debts. We don't owe any karma. We have a clean slate. Prayerfully, we will move to that clean slate with joy. That is such a wonderful sentiment to, to move forward with joy, to, um Remember that there is so much more to be happy about than there is to be sad about. Um, you know, I won't say that grief is a choice, but holding on to grief is a choice. I think growing into love is also a choice. Just like we decide every morning when we get up, uh, how we plan to spend that day, I think we can also choose to just kind of anoint ourselves with love, to just cover ourselves in it so that we go out into the world, start our day just covered in it. Amen, and amen. Everybody that we see, we see them with the love that we're surrounding ourselves with. And that just makes such a difference. I mean, we're walking around with these face masks on, you can hardly tell if somebody's smiling at you. Yes. So just hold it in your heart that, you know, you're smiling. And, and like Messina said, that's, that's the, the impetus, that's the spark, that's the energy you want to send forward to someone else. Let them feel it. You know, you don't know that you may be the only Bible somebody reads that day. Amen. And uh, it's up to us, it's up to me to decide how I want my life to progress. There are things that I can't control, and that is not my issue. My issue is controlling the things that I can making the choices that make me happy, making the choices that bring happiness to others, and just trying to be as positive as I possibly can every day. Yes. So until we see you or talk to you or be with you again, we are wishing you the best and most happiest new year and hoping that um, all that you do, you do with love. And so it is. Until next time, love you.